I don't know how we keep doing this, Swamp Folk, but once again we have found ourselves in the middle of nowhere. Today, these viewers have sent in their allegedly true horror stories while being in the middle of nowhere, and these stories will undoubtedly have you freaked out tonight. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit yours at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Now, without further ado, let us jump right into these allegedly true and downright creepy middle-of-nowhere horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Back in the day when I was a kid, Papa Swamp used to be a professional alligator wrestler. In fact, he was so good he would tie his left hand behind his back and do backflips up a snowbank for 24 hours before he would even fight one of those dreaded gators. And you know, getting a good night's sleep is something that would really be beneficial for him if he wanted to continue living this lifestyle. But unfortunately, Papa Swamp has been having a hard time getting some sleep, and we had tried absolutely everything. Everything. But that's when we found microdose gummies. They help me and Papa Swamp fall asleep and wake up rested and feeling energized and ready to absolutely smash out any gators that come our way. They taste great, and I'm gonna tell you from experience, they have helped me with my workout recovery a ton. I'm waking up rested, I'm feeling a little bit less sore, and it's just been going great with my already active routines. It's not something that's gonna make you couch ridden, it's not gonna make you feel crazy. This is something that's gonna only help you stay more focused and ready and driven. So, what are you waiting for? Join me, Papa Swamp, and many others in the swamp today. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. As always, links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to save 30% off your first order and to get free shipping. Why I'll Never Drive on Back Roads Ever Again by Anonymous I was driving down a long, deserted highway in the middle of nowhere. The sun was setting, casting a beautiful orange glow across the empty road. I'd been driving for quite some time, several hours at the very least at this point, and I was getting very tired. I reached over to turn on the radio, but it was dead. Great. No music to keep me awake. I rolled down the window, letting the cool breeze whip through my hair. It was peaceful. Almost serene. That was until my car started to sputter and then died. I pulled over to the side of the road, turning on my hazard lights. I popped the hood, hoping to see something simple like a loose wire or some sort of blown fuse. Unfortunately, I didn't know enough about cars to diagnose the problem offhand. I sighed, digging up my phone to call a tow truck. The phone, of course, had no freaking signal. The sky was getting darker, and the sense of panic began to grow inside of me. I felt alone out here, and my thoughts wandered to all the horror movies I had seen over the years. The ones where people get stranded in the middle of nowhere, and something horrible happens. The hills have eyes, wrong turn, you know the movies. I shook my head, trying to push those thoughts out of my head out of my mind, trying to think of just peaceful, positive things. I needed to stay calm and focus on getting my car fixed and not freaking myself out. As I fumbled with the engine, I heard a rustling in the bushes. 
I froze, wondering what could be out there. Maybe it was just a rabbit or some other harmless animal. But then I heard a low, almost rumbling growl. Something more menacing than I, I've ever heard in my life. I backed away slowly, looking for something I could use as some sort of weapon to defend myself if need be. But there was nothing. Not even a rock. I turned my back to my car, trying to keep calm. Maybe, just maybe, if I was lucky enough, this was just my imagination. I was scanning, trying to see anything with the little vision that I had with my eyesight. But then I saw it. A figure emerged from the trees, its eyes glowing in the darkness. It was not human nor any animal I had ever seen in my lifetime. It was hunched over, its limbs twisted and elongated. It was heading straight for me. I felt a cold sweat break out of my forehead. I had never been so scared in my life. Instant anxiety waved over me. I fumbled for the car keys trying to get in and lock the doors. But after a second of realizing that they were still in the ignition, I freaked out. The creature was getting closer and I could hear its raspy breathing. I didn't know what to do at this point so I stood there waiting for it to attack me. But for whatever reason, it never did. It just... it just stood there. W watching me. I honestly don't know for how long I stood there, absolutely frozen to the floor in fear. But eventually, the creature turned and lumbered back into the woods. I was still trembling as I climbed back into my car and tried to start it again. It turned over this time, and luckily, I was able to quickly drive away. I never looked back. I never did find out what that creature was. But I'll tell you this. I will never forget the terror I felt that night stranded on that lonely highway in the middle of nowhere. And I'll tell you this, I will never, ever drive in the middle of nowhere without telling somebody exactly where I'll be ever again. The Hills Have Eyes Are Terrifyingly Real By Stephanie L. I have always loved mushroom hunting. Something was thrilling about scouring the forest floor for elusive fungi, hoping to find the rarest and most delectable species. So when I heard about a particularly secluded patch of forest where the mushrooms grew wild and plentiful, I knew I had to go and check it out. I arrived at the forest rather early in the morning just as the sun rose. The forest was quiet and peaceful this day with only the rustling of leaves and birds chirping to break the silence. I set off into the woods with my wicker basket and began my hunt. As the day wore on, I ventured deeper into the forest and my basket now full of various mushrooms. But, as I wandered around, I began to feel like I was being watched in every which direction. Every rustle of leaves or a snap of a twig made me jump in fright, and I started to feel uneasy. Now, as I'm sure you are aware, I have spent a lot of time in the woods hunting mushrooms over the years, and I never really felt like this before. I tried to push the feeling aside and focus on the hunt, but realized I was somehow lost as the sun was beginning to set. I couldn't find my way back to the car, and the forest seemed to close in around me, suffocating me with its oppressive silence. That's when I heard the first howl. It was low and guttural, making the hair on the back of my neck stand on end. I tried to ignore it and keep moving, but then I heard another howl, closer this time, 
I turned around and that's when I saw them. Two figures emerging from the undergrowth, wild and feral. They were covered in dirt and leaves with matted fur and claw-like fingernails. Their eyes were wide and unfocused, running straight toward me. I froze, my heart pounding in my chest. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is that I had to escape. I turned and ran, with these two feral people hot on my heels. I couldn't even begin to guess how long I ran, but it felt like hours. My legs were burning, my lungs were heaving, and I could hear the sound of the feral people's breathing behind me. Finally, I stumbled into a clearing and saw the glow of my car's headlights in the distance. With a burst of energy, I sprinted towards the car, my heart pounding. I made it to the car just in time and slammed the door shut behind me, locking it and shaking my hands. I looked out in the darkness and saw the feral people emerging from the woods, their eyes fixated on me. I started the car and sped away, my heart still racing. I don't know what those feral people were or why they chased me, but I'll never go mushroom hunting in a secluded area by myself again. All I can tell you is I've done a lot of research since then. I haven't found anything that's actually like reliable. I have found some like rumors about feral people and wild people in the woods, but I haven't really seen anything that I can really say is substantiated. My worst nightmare nearly came true by River Anon. I woke up just like I did every single morning getting ready for my morning run. It was a beautiful day. I looked forward to exercising before starting it. The only difference today was that I felt like I was being watched. I shrugged off the feeling and started my run. I lived in a small, rural community where everyone knew everyone, and I felt relatively safe running through those streets without having to look over my shoulder. But as I continued, I noticed a van seemed to be following me. I tried to ignore it and kept running, but the van continued following me. I took a couple of turns just to be sure I wasn't freaking out and my heart began racing as I realized this was not a coincidence. I tried to speed up, but the van kept up with me. I turned down different streets hoping to lose the van, but they seemed to know my every move. I was now running for my life, my heart pounding out of my chest. I could feel the fear taking over my body. I didn't know exactly what to do, I tried to yell out for help, I tried to call for help as well but my phone battery had died, cliche I know. As I turned a corner I saw a man exit the van. He was tall, with dark hair and a menacing look in his eyes. He started running toward me, and this is when I knew I was in true danger. I picked up my pace but it just was not enough. This man was getting closer no matter how hard I ran, and I could feel his breath on my neck at one point. I screamed for help, but no one was around. Finally, I saw my house in the distance. Knowing I had to get there as fast as possible, I ran as fast as my legs could possibly go. They were burning. I felt like I was going to fall at any second. My legs were absolutely on fire. Finally, after what felt like forever, I finally reached my front door. I could hear the man pounding on the door as I slammed it shut behind me, locking it and calling the police as soon as I could. When they finally arrived, the man was nowhere to be found. I never went for a morning run again, and I have always ensured that I was aware of my surroundings. I learned you can always be careful, even in a small, rural community.
chased by a van that was never there by Anonymous. I was hitchhiking on a deserted highway, my thumb sticking out hopefully as I waited for a passing car to stop and offer me a ride. I'd been standing there for quite some time, easily for a couple of hours, the sun slowly dipping below the horizon and casting long shadows across the pavement. Just as I was about to give up hope and start walking, I saw headlights in the distance. I cheered inwardly and stuck out my thumb again, trying to look as friendly and non-threatening as possible. As the car drew closer, I saw that it was an old, beat-up van. The kind of van your parents warned you about when you were a kid. The kind that kidnappers and serial killers drove around in. But I was desperate and didn't want to spend the night in the cold, so I shrugged off my concerns and stepped closer to the side of the road. The van pulled up beside me, the window rolled down. The driver was an old man with a wild beard and a crooked smile. He looked me up and down, and I felt a shiver run down my spine. Where are you headed, boy? He asked me, his voice gravelly and deep. Just down the road a bit, I said, trying to keep my tone casual. The old man nodded and motioned for me to get in the van. I hesitated momentarily, then climbed in, closing the door behind me. I noticed something odd about the truck as we pulled back onto the highway. It was almost silent. For one thing, there was no radio. There was no engine hum, there was nothing. Just stillness. There were no windows either, just metal walls and a single door. I started to feel uneasy, like I had made a terrible mistake. But before I could say anything, the old man grinned at me. You're a lucky one, boy, he said. I don't usually pick up hitchhikers. I tried to smile back, but my heart was pounding. Something was definitely off about this whole situation. Suddenly, the van lurched to a stop. I looked out the windshield and saw another vehicle in front of us. A black SUV with tinted windows. It was blocking our way, and there was no way to get around it. The old man cursed under his breath, then looked at me with a wild look. Stay here, he said. I'll take care of this. With that, he exited the van, slammed the door behind him, and off he went. I was left alone in the silent, windowless van, my heart hammering in my chest. That's when I heard a low, guttural growling, what seemed to be coming from outside the truck. I peered out the windshield, but I couldn't see anything at all. Suddenly, the van started to lurch and shake. Something was pushing it from all sides, trying to tip it over. I clung to the seat, my heart in my throat, and that's when I saw a ghostly black van just like the SUV blocking our way a minute ago. But this one was hovering in the air just outside the windowless walls of the old man's van. It was a ghostly van that I had heard about, the one that stalked and chased hitchhikers on deserted highways. And now it was apparently after me and this old man. I screamed and I tried to open the door but it would not budge. The ghostly van was getting closer, its headlights blazing in the darkness. I could hear the screams of its previous victims echoing in my head. Just when I thought it was all over, the old man burst back into nothingness like he was never there at all, and I suddenly found myself outside on the side of the highway in a fetal position. My face was soaked with tears and admittedly I had soiled myself. I honestly have no idea what happened that day, but I am very thankful I survived and have been able to tell the tale. Sometimes I wonder if I had somehow gotten poisoned or whatever, but I never did drugs, I didn't even drink at this time. So, I really have to wonder... 
Was it a hallucination from being tired, or did I experience something otherworldly? I learned why you should obey the no trespassing signs by Adam D. I have always been fascinated by the unknown and unexplained, so when I heard about the abandoned mansion in the middle of nowhere, said to be haunted by the ghost of its former occupants, I couldn't resist the urge to explore it. I drove for about four hours the road getting narrower and more deserted the further I went. The mansion finally appeared before me, an imposing structure covered in vines and broken windows everywhere. A cold wind brushed past me as I exited the car, making me shiver. But I ignored it and walked towards the mansion, my heart pounding with excitement and fear. I had made it this far after all. Nothing was going to deter me from getting inside this mansion and seeing everything it had to offer. As I made my way up to the front, I entered the mansion. The darkness engulfed me all around. I fumbled for my flashlight. The air was thick with dust, and the floors creaked with every single step I took. The only sound I could actually hear was my breathing. I made my way through the maze-like hallways with portraits of the former residents staring down at me from the halls. The air grew colder, and I could see my breath forming before me. Suddenly, out of nowhere, since it was so quiet it was almost like a loud thundering boom, I heard a sound. It was faint at first, but it was definitely there. It sounded like footsteps coming from somewhere inside the mansion. My heart raced as I followed the sound, my flashlight trembling. Finally, I reached the end of the hallway and pushed open a door. Inside, there was a room filled with cobwebs and dust, but it was different there was something about it that just caught my attention. And then I noticed it. There in the corner of the room was a figure. It was a woman with long hair and a white dress. She was just staring at me. Her eyes filled with a ghostly light. I froze, my heart pounding in my chest. The woman smiled and then vanished into thin air. I ran out of that mansion, my heart still racing. I knew what I had seen was real, and I knew I had to leave before something worse happened. I was making my way tripping and fumbling over myself. As I finally got out to my car and drove away, I couldn't shake the feeling that something had followed me out of that mansion. Something that didn't want me to leave. From that day on, I have never, ever gone near that mansion. I don't go urban explorations. I don't do anything like that anymore. However, the memory of that ghostly woman still haunts me to this day, and I will never forget the terror I felt when I explored that mansion in the middle of nowhere. Even today... I'll have nightmares of it, even daydreams of it sometimes. It's almost like it's trying to lure me back. Camping in Missouri Gone Wrong by G. Sav So, as a young kid, I went camping in Missouri. Now at the time, I was 12 years old and my little brother was 10. We went with my mom and her new boyfriend to camp in the woods there. We set up and the day was normal, nothing too crazy, nothing wild, you know, nothing to really report. We walked around, we went fishing, stuff like that. But when night came, it got late and everyone begins going to their tent to rest for the night. My brother and I shared a tent. 
My brother fell asleep rather quickly and I was eventually starting to doze off. But as I start slowly falling asleep, it gets quiet. Unusually quiet. Then all of a sudden I hear footsteps. I'm confused because I could have sworn everyone was sleeping in their tents. When they get closer and closer to my brother and I's tent, it starts weirdly circling the tent. I thought it was my mom or somebody, but why would they just... Why wouldn't they just call us, right? Why would they be so weird and shuffle around our tent so quietly like this? Also, the steps were way too heavy to be hers. Then I thought, maybe it's a bear or some other animal, but they were bipedal. I lay there quietly, trying to figure it all out in my brain, when scratching was slowly coming around the tent like someone or something took a stick and was just dragging it across the tent as they were walking around in circles. Then it slowly stops. After about a minute or two of silence, it could have been less, I don't know, all of a sudden, I feel the tent start to slide. It's being pulled by something. I was about to start freaking out, but I covered my mouth. Then something must have been scared because whatever it was suddenly ran off like a bat out of hell. I could hear bushes being crushed and broken in every which way as it ran. Eventually, I did fall asleep after some time because I was so scared. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk anything. In the morning, though, I asked my mom and her boyfriend if they had been at my tent the night before, and they asked me what I was talking about with a look of confusion. I started feeling like I was going crazy. I was telling her something or someone moved my tent last night. She looks at me confused and says, You were just hearing things, probably a raccoon or something. But when I think back on it, how in the hell does a raccoon move a tent? How, how would I somehow confuse that? I don't know. But I did leave it at that. I never really mentioned it before. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody believed me. But looking back now, I swear it was something crazier. It could have been a Bigfoot, a skimwalker, who knows what it was. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit yours at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them almost every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go and want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, but you don't have the YouTube premium feature, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you find podcasts online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you would be so kind and would like to support The Swamp even further, and you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating as it really helps us grow on those platforms. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting The Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this without you all. We're getting very close to 300,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, and I can't tell you how thankful I am for that. I also want to thank you guys for helping us reach 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcast and nearly 1,000 on Spotify. It really helps us out, and I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you guys so, so much, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.